Morning prayer begins on page four of the prayer book. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, <clears throat> a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, that they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 26 on page 370. Be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O oh, shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O oh, deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak to you. Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me, and set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. 
for they, they are impudent and stubborn children. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are, are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among, among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns are with you, and you dwell among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words, or dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Now when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. Then he spread it before me, and there was writing on the inside and on the outside, and written on it were lamentations and mourning and woe. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. Then as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And so it was, as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Herein is the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high had visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within Amen. us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. The Ember Day Collect is on page 260. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit to put it into our hearts, to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, Give us grace to use such abstinence that our flesh being subdued to the spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness to thy honor and glory who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, 
worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither rend to any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Today is the first of the Lenten Ember Days, and as we've discussed over, over time, um, there, there are four uh, uh, collections of Ember Days throughout the year. They're in, in Lent, first week in Lent, they come after Pentecost, they come mid-Trinity season, and they come then in Advent. And they were an origin, um, uh, the, they were an origin, the ember comes from the word four. Uh, they were an origin, um, comes from a Latin word for four, four times. Um, they were an origin days to pray for the renewal of, of actually the whole church, but they've come in the Anglican tradition to be focused on prayers for vocations to the sacred ministry. Uh, so our colleague says, put, to put it in the hearts of many to offer themselves to this ministry. But I, I think there's a, 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 a very important connection between the spiritual renewal of the whole church and the cultivation of vocations to ministry. My observation and experience is that in communities where there is a vibrant spiritual life and life for prayer among the whole congregation, the vocations to ministry tend to percolate up from there. And when there's not a vibrant <clears throat> spiritual life in the whole community, you don't see very many vocations develop. And when they do develop, they tend to be a little bit more of the, what I might call the hobbyist uh, variety. So the renewal, that's why we we don't, there's a paradox to this because there's a, a heresy of clericalism where, you know, the priest or the bishop, you know, the, the clergy, bishops, priests, and deacons do everything, you know, the lay people just kind of passively receive. And that's not that's an that's an error. And the reality is that a, that a strong sense of apostolic ministry comports with a very strong sense of lay ministry and giftedness. It's not a competitive thing. It's both and when you have a a, a vibrant sense of, of vocation, you have a vibrant sense of vocation throughout the whole church. And so we pray for vocations, which means we pray for the renewal of the vocation of the whole church, that everyone's gifts would be cultivated, and that certain gifts of calling to ministry would percolate up from, from the community. The lesson from Ezekiel highlights a few things about vocation. Um, he, he calls, God calls Ezekiel, he's calling, he's calling Ezekiel to preach to the exiles in Babylon who are already being judged so there's not a whole lot of good news, um, except for his his prophecy of the return from exile. But he says, you know, I, I'm sending you to them, and whether they hear or refuse to hear, do what I'm telling you to do. And 
vocation is a call from God. And it that 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 when we sense that vocation, our gifts are calling, we're going to do it, uh, whether people um, respond favorably to us or not. Now we have to be careful with that because we can have a very narcissistic sense of vocation where I feel I'm called. So in in the ministry of the church, um, vocations are confirmed by the body by the church in general. That is, if I feel called, the church usually validates that gifts. And, and But as we use our gifts in ministry, some people will not appreciate it, some will appreciate it, but we don't do it for either reason. We do it because it comes out of our sense of who we are. And this is always the test of vocation. When people are called to ministry, they persevere because they're called to do it. And if it doesn't work out well, they, they just do it. And and when people vocation, that's how vocations are quote tested. When they when because anyone who's called to do something will experience failure, hardship, and a brick wall. And the question will be, well, okay, are you called to do it or not? And and people aren't called to give up at that point in time. The other interesting thing from Ezekiel is the idea of, of taking Ezekiel's commanded to you know to eat the scroll. There's two places in Ezekiel where this happens. That also happens in Revelation, where John is told to eat the scroll. This is sort of the backdrop for our Advent collect. We pray that we might read Mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures. And because it is out of scriptural, out of the word of God, as it applies to each of us individually, that we um, get our sense of vocation. And we're operating out of God's word to us, God's call in our lives. That's just what we do, and it doesn't matter how people respond. The more we get into our own sort of sense of, of insecurity or fear or anxiety, administering out of that sense, then we'll always be very conscious of how people are responding to us, and ministry will be determined by, by the response. And we see this a lot in our culture in the marketing sense of ministry. All ministries determined by, okay, what, what was the response? Do people like it? How'd it go? And those are... Um, immaterial questions, um, I think the use of legitimate gifts will bear fruit. You'll see things happen for the kingdom, but fruit is produced often in the through some opposition, some reception, and that kind of takes us over to the gospel where uh, as Jesus exercises ministry, he has tremendous opposition from the Pharisees, but reception from those who are in need, from the from the paralytic who's who's forgiven, from the tax collectors, the sinners are on the outside. And this is sort of the, the contours of authentic gospel ministry. Often religious people get hardened to the the, the truth of the gospel, that, that God uh, forgives our sins and loves everybody, and that and that we all have sin. And, and there's always a religious error epitomized by the Pharisees that we focus on doing all the religious things right and thinking that makes us righteous versus all those who don't do the religious things right, who we did determine to be sinners. The true sense of ministry is, or or, or being faithful is, um, we're, we're, we're living, we live in relationship with God. We're, we're grateful that we get to, you know, participate with prayer in the community and uh, do what we do, and we want others to join us. We want, you know, th those who are on the outside come experience, want to share our love. 
the love we receive from Christ with others. That's kind of the litmus test of true faith. Whether it produces a love that is shared versus a hardened opposition, which which we exclude people because uh, they didn't do it the right way. Um, and that's so our sense of vocation, thinking, applying this to Lent then is, is during Lent, we should, you know, seek to clarify our sense of vocation, what we're called to do and what God calls it. And the more we operate out of that sense, what we're called to do, which always comes from the word of God and prayer. And this happens even if we're working in an office each day or working in the home uh, as a parent, whatever we're doing, the more we offering out of a sense of vocation, we do what we call to do what we're called to do with joy because we're called to do it, not because we're trying to get some response for somebody. And the more we operate out of that sense, the more we have God's peace and joy follow us. So that's a good thing to think about during Lent, discerning your gifts and discerning the ways in which perhaps the anxiety of the world around you has influenced your response to God's word and kind of get back in Lent to just hearing what God is calling you to do and not being so uh, concerned with uh, negative responses. <clears throat> but also important when you're thinking about your gifts to get confirmation of those gifts from faithful members of the community who can encourage us to do the things we're called to do. So, a few thoughts about today's lessons. Uh, today is also our, along with the being an ember day, it's a day of our prayer fasting for missions. We'll continue our prayer for mission on page 38 of the prayer book. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and that send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh, grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold, pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom for the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We'll say together the general thanksgiving on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. We'll <clears throat> pause for a moment for everyone to offer their personal intercessions, and then we'll close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom and the grace on page 20.
Almighty God has given us grace this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and does promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer. Have a good day. Peace. Thank you, Bishop. Great Charlotte. encouraging words, Bishop. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone.